One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, What the f? Are you talking about you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 upfront for 3 months plus taxes and fees, promo rate for new customers for a limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Breaking Down Bad Books, a podcast analyzing trashy bestsellers from a literary perspective. Today we're doing something a little bit different. We're reading fanfic. So, yes. Last chapter, we had Alice and Bella on the plane and I was just getting those lesbian vibes and I was thinking, wow, I really do see now why Alice and Bella fanfiction is so popular. Because really, I'd be all for it. I don't think Bella should end up with Edward. I don't think she should end up with Jacob. I don't think she should end up with Mike Newton. So maybe Alice would be a better partner for her. Who knows? So I thought, you know what? Why don't I go and read some of the fan fiction that's out there? So I found one. It's called Visions of Love by Elman Starr. And I found this on fanfiction.net. So I haven't actually read it yet. So I, I don't know if it's good or if it's bad. I'm not saying it's shit. Just because it's on Breaking Down Bad Books doesn't mean that I think it's shit. I just thought, you know what? It'll be fun to just have a little read of it. And I just picked this one because I think it's sort of situated in the space that we're at right now. So I thought it's a good time to have a look at it. It could be trash. It could be great. Who knows? And Elman Star, if you're out there, let me just say, I think you've done a great job, even though I haven't read it yet. I think you've done a great job and I'm not knocking you personally or your writing. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> You're probably going to be better than Stephanie Meyer. So I'm on your side, Elman Star. So it's called Visions of Love, Chapter One, The Pixies Return, and we're in Bella's POV. Okay. And straight away, I'm on board with it. Bella says, it's been three months since Edward left me alone in the woods and each day I am getting angrier with him. And I'm like, fuck, yes, you should be angry. She says, he took my family from me. The only ones who ever looked at me since I moved here. I don't know about that. Everyone did really look at her that first day of school. She was very popular. And maybe in this reality, Charlie's not alive, but he would qualify as a family member that has looked at her. But then she says, add to that the fact that there is still a vampire after me because he thought it was best to separate me from the others while he made a failed attempt to protect me. And I'm like, snap, snap, snap. It doesn't make sense. I completely agree with you. But apparently in this reality, Alice has kept in touch with Bella. So she's in bed thinking about how she let this idiot boy who claimed to be her mate result in her losing her family. And as she's thinking that, she hears a giggle coming through the window, a giggle she would know in her sleep, along with the divine scent that tickles her nostrils. And she says, Alice. And Alice is like, what a strange way to sleep, Bella. So then Bella's like, why the hell did you leave me? And she says, Edward convinced us that you didn't want anything to do with us. And of course, me and the others fought against leaving, 
but Carlisle sided with Edward and we were bound to our coven leader's decision. Oh my God. And then she says, why does that not surprise me? Edward is and always will be his golden boy. But as far as I'm concerned, he can go walk into a fucking volcano. (gasps) I can really get on board with fan fiction. As I'm reading this, I'm discovering the joys of fanfic. And Alice says, yeah, I agree with you. Um, but you and Edward were never mated. He only let you believe that because he wanted your blood. And she says, Rose, Emmett, Esme, and Jazz have returned. I don't know who Jazz is. Must be a new character. Then she says, I know that Ally. So she calls her Ally. And she says, the truth is, Ally, that I like girls. And I understand that this will change things, but I just wanted you to know. And then she says, you know what, Bella, now that we're being honest, I've got something to tell you too. Jasper is not my mate. Okay, so Jazz is Jasper. (laughs) I don't know why I didn't connect those dots earlier. I read Jazz and I was like, must be short for a character who's called Jasmine or something. (laughs) I thought, oh, they've invented a new little lesbian vampire. That's fun. But no, it's Jasper. And Alice says, the truth is I like girls too. And more specifically, you. I know this is a lot to process in one night, but you are my mate but I will understand if you have some reservations about this. Wow, so we've really moved quick. They're both just declared love for each other. And Bella says, I'm glad you told me this, Ali, because I feel that for you too. And I have from the first time I met you. I was never in love with Edward for who he was, but only what he was. But my eyes were always drawn to you. And then they kiss. And then Alice pulls back. And she says, thank you, Bella. This is far more than I would have expected from tonight. I thought you would be furious at us for leaving. And she's like, yeah, I was right until the moment that you stepped through my window. And then I realized I could only be mad at two people here. And those two would do well to stay the hell away from me. And then they're kissing again. So she really hates um, Carlisle as well, it seems. She hates Carlisle and Edward. And Alice is on the same page because she says they've elected Esme as their new coven leader. Oh my God, this is so saucy. So Bella starts yawning. Alice is like, oh, you're tired. I better go. And she says, why don't you stay the night? Because I would like to have some company and a night without nightmares. And Alice is like, well, if you want me to, I will, but I don't have any pajamas. And Bella says, you can borrow some of my pajamas. Although I probably have some in my drawer. I don't really wear them anymore. And then Alice's eyes are twinkling because she's like, that's a come on. And so she's like, well, what do you usually wear to bed, Bella? And I'm thinking, oh, here it is. It's going to be sexy. And then she says, depends on the weather. In winter, usually sweats and a t-shirt. And I was like, oh God, there goes my lady boner. But then she says, in the summer, usually nothing. And I guess they're in the summer now because Alice says, so on a night like tonight, you would wear nothing to bed, huh? So then Alice is undressing. And she says, if you're not going to bother with clothes, then neither will I. And then she's kissing the back of her neck. And then Bella says, I love you, Ellie. And then she's blushing. Okay, so as much as I love fanfic all of a sudden, because, you know, the dumb characters seem to be cut out and everyone agrees that they're dumb and there seems to be more sex, I, she does still blush a lot. She's still blushing all the time and that is annoying, but I guess that's just Bella's character. Someone needs to write fanfic about any situation just with Bella when she doesn't blush or bite a lip. So then they're just kissing and her hands are roaming over the perfection that was Alice's body. And then Alice cuddles her as she falls back to sleep. And now we're in Alice's POV. 
And she's saying, in all my undead years, I've never been happier. I finally had a mate in my arms and she loves me as much as I love her. What's Jasper, chop liver? Oh, and then she says, even with my powers of foresight, I have to admit that I hadn't expected to end up naked in bed with her. So even in fanfic, Alex's powers are still useless. So then she gets a text from Esme while Bella's still asleep next to her. And she's like, yeah, she's fine. We'll come by tomorrow. And then they're snuggling again. I'm thinking she's must be freezing. It must be not a pleasant feeling to be naked in bed and then cuddling like someone that's made out of ice. She's going to wake up with a chill. Maybe she should have gone to bed with sweats and a t-shirt. So then it's the next morning, Bella wakes up and she says, I must be dreaming because I swear I'm in bed with an angel. And she says, you're not dreaming, baby. So then they're nuzzling and Alice is like, oh, it's a bit unusual for humans to want to be so close until they're turned. And she's like, well, I'm not a regular human. Ha ha ha. And then she says, take me, Allie. I want to be yours in every way possible. And she said that huskily. Take me, Allie. I want to be yours in every way possible. (laughs) And then Alice is thinking, as much as I want to ravage her right here and now, I know I shouldn't. And she says, no, as much as I want to, I want to do this right. That means I've got to take you on a date and I've got to gain your affections in a human way, which seems a bit silly since I think she's already won her affection. And then she says, I want a chance to give you everything Dick Wad never could. (laughs) And then Bella says, I think it's adorable that you want to date me before we consummate our relationship. And I think it's sweet that you want to make me forget about everything fuckwad put me through. So he's been called a dickwad and a fuckwad. I love this. This is how I refer to Edward when I'm reading the books. Oh my God, this really, this really is fanfic. Oh boy. She says, I've been dreaming a lot about you recently, Alice. And every time I wake up just before you make me come. And she says that with a blush. And Alice says, oh, I'll make you come someday, my love. And not just once either. Oof. Then she's blushing again. Then she goes to have a shower. Oh, and then Alice is saying, I was seriously glad that I couldn't blush anymore because I know I would have been beat red (laughs) as she skipped to the bathroom, her naked butt jiggling deliciously. Wow. I never would have suspected that Bella had a deliciously jiggly butt. Uh Uh-oh. And then Alice is thinking about all of the visions that she's had and she can see... Bella when she's turned and she thinks I'd seen the how the why the when she would be turned and I was going to try my hardest to prevent that future oh boy so maybe Alice might just be as controlling as Edward oh and then Alice is so deep in thought that she didn't even notice Bella come back into the room which I'm I'm not buying because I think vampires are meant to have super awareness but Bella's wearing a black bra and panties and she starts straddling Alice And she's saying, oh, those are some deep thoughts that you're thinking. Are you thinking about our date? And she's like, yeah, kind of, but I'm also thinking about Charlie, which is a mood killer. (laughs) And then, and then Alice says, I promise there'll be no presents or parties. I've learned my lesson with that. And then Bella kisses her and says, don't beat yourself up over that, my love. What's done is done. We both know it was Dickwood's fault anyway. He shouldn't have thrown me through that table. (laughs) And no, he really shouldn't have. (laughs) And Alice is like, yeah, that's what Jasper was thinking as well. (laughs) Oh, okay. So then they're going into Alice's Porsche to drive over to meet with the other Cullens, not Dickwad and Fuckwad, just the rest of them. And they get in the car and she says, oh, by the way, I've got something to tell you. Remember Victoria? And 
Bella's like, yeah. And she says, it's nothing bad, but she came to us a few days ago and asked if she and her mate could join us. We were a bit wary of that, but she assured us that she never had it in for you and that James wasn't her mate, just her brother figure. She's dying to apologize for everything and she hopes she gets that chance. And I, again, I don't know what's going to happen in this because I haven't read it yet, but I get the feeling that we're retconning Victoria so that they can have a threesome. That's my suspicion. And Bella's like, you know what? It'll be good to hash things out. And I'm like, yeah, hash things out with your vaginas. And then Alice says, Victoria will be happy for us. She knows what Edward did to you and wants revenge for everything he did. So maybe, maybe Edward did do something a bit more because to be fair to the guy, he just dumped her in a forest and, and threw her into a, a table at a birthday party and a few other things, but they're making out like he's a huge monster. Like what's Victoria so upset about? So now we're back in Bella's POV and she's walking up to meet with the family. Jasper's there with a blonde in his arms who is his mate. And then Esme's also found a mate, which is another blonde woman. So it's just everyone's a lesbian in this reality. And Esme apologizes for leaving. And she says, I will be the mother that you deserve and shower you in motherly love. Gee, Renee's not getting a look in, is she? (laughs) Bella's completely dropped Renee. And then Bella gives Esme a quick kiss on the cheek and Alice starts growling. So she's very territorial. And then Rose and Emmett are hugging her and Rosalie's like, oh, I just want to apologize for how I acted. I never actually hated you, far from it. I thought you were a breath of fresh. I just hated how you acted around Edward because I knew that wasn't how you actually acted. Yeah, sure. Okay, Rose. And then she's talking to Victoria, the red haired woman that had haunted my dreams for three months. And Victoria, to get on Bella's good side, pretty much says James was about as good at listening to people as Edward. Everyone's just like, oh, that Edward sucks just to get Bella to like them. And Bella's like, oh, I I forgive you, of course. Don't you worry. She says, I could see it in your eyes the first time I saw you that there was a lot of pain hidden inside you. I don't know about that, Bella. That seems like a stretch. So apparently Victoria and Laurent ditch James and they go to Alaska and hang out with that other coven up there. Laurent mates with Irina. Everyone's just coupling up. There's no little single Pringles left. Anyway, and then she sees Julian while she's hunting and she's like, man, I got to get that guy into my life. So she's not a full-blown Les then. She's, she might be bi or she might be straight. I'd be shocked, but I really do think they're going to end up in a 3-0. So Julian, he's apparently British and he's like, oh, nice to meet you. And then she sees Jasper and she's like, hey, what's up? And he's like, oh, Bella, sorry about what happened. And she says, of course you may apologize, but let me just say you've got nothing to apologize for. If Edward hadn't pushed me through the table, I would never have gotten hurt so bad. Okay, I think there's a different version of events going on. I mean, yeah, Edward did push through the table, but Jasper tried to kill her after the paper cut. But no, this Bella, she says, I noticed you seemed to be okay when I cut my finger. And Jasper's like, yeah, I was, I was fine at that point. But I just want to apologize for you. I shouldn't have lost control the way I did. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. 
Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Oh, and Jasper's also found his mate. Yeah, so she meets Jasper's mate, who's Kate... And then finally Bella's like, you know what? I've had enough standing around. Let's go inside. And that's the end of the chapter. Now it's chapter two, homecoming. I'm probably not going to read all these chapters. This is a bit longer than I thought it would be, but I kind of want to like a saucy little sex scene or something. So now it's from Alice's POV. They're sitting around a living room and that's when Bella's like, oh, you know what? I haven't even said hi to your new mate, Esme. And Esme's with Tanya from Alaska. Everyone from the Cullen clan's just shacking up with the Alaskan clan. I love it. So then Alice pretty much fills Bella in on everything. After Edward convinced them all to leave, they all went to Alaska and Jasper mated with one of their cousins. Not by blood, so I don't think it's creepy. And then Victoria was there. Everyone's mating with everyone else. And then Edward goes out for some alone time with Carlisle. And that's when they all start to realize that it was Edward's presence that made them all feel like shit. And they were like, oh, damn, we miss Bella. So they decided to denounce Carlisle as coven leader, elect Esme as the new leader, and come back to Forks just because they missed Bella. In no reality am I buying that anyone ever missed Bella. And Rosalie says, Bella, we're ashamed about um, trusting Edward's word when he said you wanted nothing to do with us anymore, especially with how obsessed he had become with you over the last few months. And Bella's like, huh, you're telling me. I know everything you did when he was still around. And to be honest, it creeped me the fuck out. The fact I used him as a beard probably didn't help matters. I'm just glad I can be myself. So then everyone's just chatting about some sort of shopping trip or something. Honestly, I'm a bit, I'm, I, I zoned out a bit there. Emmett and Rosalie seem to be bantering. 
you know, like cute little couple banter. And Bella turns to Alice and says, are we going to be just as bad as them? And Alice says, probably worse. Newly mated lesbian couples lose most of their inhibitions pretty quickly. (laughs) Do they ever? (laughs) And Alice is like, you know, it would probably be more intense once you're turned. Do you still want to be turned? And Bella's like, you know what? I do want it. I just didn't want to be chained to Edward's side for eternity. And everyone's like, ugh, preach. He's a dickwad. So then we're back in Bella's POV. And she's telling Alice that she wants to tell Charlie about them. And Alice says, yeah, we can do that. But I have to warn you, he might have a bit of an extreme reaction to the news of us being together. Um, Well, you're the fortune teller here. Can't you sort of just figure out if that's going to happen or not? But Esme says, if you get disowned, you can live here. Oh, okay. And then we get to some drama. So Alice says, okay, now for the truth. What's happened is I had a vision of you running next to me as a vampire. And I was going to wait before I turned you. You know, at least let you finish high school. But then Edward read my thoughts and he went to the Volturi to tell them I've exposed us to a human. They'll be here in two weeks with Edward and Carlisle. And then you have to be turned by then. And she had a vision of that when she stepped through the window. So of that, she's certain. Of Charlie's reaction, not so much. And Bella being Bella, she's like, cool, well, let's do it. Let's go. But Alice is like, oh, you probably should say goodbye to Charlie and Renee before then. And then she's like, you know what? We've got those two tickets to Florida lying around. Let's go see Renee before I change you. You can tell her about us and your plan to go to college, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, once you're a not such a crazy newborn, we'll go and visit her later. And so they talk a little bit. They both agree on the course of action and about how much they support each other. Classic lesbian convo. And she says, thanks, Ali. That means the world to me. And Alice says, anytime, my love, I want to show you exactly how a relationship should be equal and respectful to each other. And of course, being there for each other. So this author really hates Edward. (laughs) Every, every line is just so pointed towards Edward being a dickwad. So they decide to go and come out to Charlie. Then we switch to Alice's POV and, oh, it doesn't go well. This isn't the Charlie I know and love. Actually, do I love Charlie? I don't think I love Charlie, but she comes out about being gay, not about them wanting to be vampires or whatever. And he says, no, I won't accept this. You are not gay, Bella. I forbid it. And she's like, this is who I am. I won't change. And he's like, and what? You brought Alice here to be your support or is it because she is your dyke girlfriend? Oof. And Bella says, yeah, she's my girlfriend but I never thought you would sink to that level of name calling. And then he's like telling her to get out of his house. Never wants to see her again. This is pretty rough. And Bella's like, fine, but don't expect me to ever come back. So yeah, good luck cooking your own dinner, Charlie. Cleaning your own bathroom, you asshole. Oh, and apparently Alice knew this the whole time. She said, I knew exactly what Charlie was going to say from the beginning. What? This doesn't make sense. I knew exactly what Charlie was going to say from the beginning. But even in my vision, I never once heard the word dyke being used. I guess some things are hidden even from me. So you you didn't exactly know what he was going to say from the beginning if you skipped over that word, the D word. So Bella's upset. She's in the car. Alice is hugging her. And then they kiss because she says, you know, the only place I belong is by your side. And then Alice is saying, oh, Bella, you do things to me. And they're moaning. And she's like, oh, what exactly do I do to you? 
she said seductively, any trace of distress vanished. So she's bouncing back quick, this Bella. So then Alice speeds home and then she gets to her place and she says, the others are out hunting. So we've got the house to ourselves for a little while. Here we go, guys. Here we go. So they pop down to the mattress. Okay. Mattress is spelt with an E. Mattress. I mean, we all make mistakes. And then they're cuddling and she's like, oh, we cuddled like this not that long ago, but it was only when it was a best girlfriend sleepover. It's different now. And Bella says, I loved you even back then, Allie, even though I was afraid to admit those feelings. And of course that dickwad was still buzzing around me every second of the day. And then Alice says, true, we wouldn't have had a moment to ourselves if Carlisle didn't take him out hunting so much. Hmm, them two hunting a lot together. Do we think that they're gay? I think in this fanfiction fantasy, they're gay. Then they're kissing, they're moaning, they're caressing each other's stomachs. Bella's saying, Ali, baby, touch me more. She's whimpering it even. Oh, and then Alice is like, oh, your emotions are too all over the place. I've seen that when we have sex right now, you'll regret it later on. And I don't want to do that. So let's just do light petting. And tonight I'll take you out on a date. Ah, damn it. Then the others are back from hunting. They tell them how it goes. Esme's like, oh, you poor dear. And then she's like, you know what? You should go and take those two tickets to Florida. Um, and you and Alice should go together and, and see your mother one last time before you turned. And I was like, yeah, bitch, that was the plan, Esme. Great idea. This was already settled. And then her mum calls her and she's like, Charlie just filled me in. I just wanted to let you know that I still love you and you will always be welcome here. And then she's like, hey, actually, do you want to be visited by Alice and I in a couple of weeks? Because we've got these two flights to Florida. These two flights to Florida. How many times are we going to come up with this plan? And then she's like, we'll go shopping together, mum. It'll be so fun. All this, all this shopping talk. Is this a lesbian thing? Because Bella's never been one for shopping. But now all of a sudden she wants to go shopping with Rosalie. She wants to go shopping with her mum. Must be a lesbian thing. And then they get ready for date night. And she says, I knew this date could only be one thing. And end in one way. And to be honest, I was quite okay with that. And that's the end of the chapter. I'm getting kind of over the fanfic, to be honest, but I do want to skip ahead and see if they hook up. So let's go to the next chapter. It's called Dates, Threats and Decisions. Hilarious. Oh my God. They went shopping. I skipped over it. I didn't read it. I think she picked out something with spaghetti straps. But now they're back and Bella's saying she's not ready for it. She wants to wait a bit longer and ugh. So they just go to sleep. Damn it. I just want to see them hook up. Oh, okay. And I'm just scrolling forward, scrolling forward, scrolling forward. So apparently they're at school and Lauren is being a right little bitch. She's like, oh, well, well, well. If it isn't Bella and a dyke girlfriend finally decided to show up again, huh? And then Bella. She snaps back with, oh, shut the fuck up, Lauren. Don't you have a jock to fuck or something? Or perhaps you need to suck off a teacher so you might actually pass a class. I love this Bella. This Bella has spunk. This Bella has character. And then Jessica says, at least I'm not a dirty muff diver like you, you fucking slut. Whoa, Jessica, Jesus. And then Bella says, and maybe you two sluts need to move before I punch out a few more of your bleached teeth. Wow, okay. Cat fights in the parking lot. This fanfic's just gotten interesting again. And then apparently like Emmett, Jasper, Rosalie, they're all talking about how Bella's developed a backbone. 
And Rose really wants to help her find her bitchy side. Which I do too. Fantastic. Oh, okay. Skipping back again. Apparently that day after school, she's ready. I know she said she needed a wait. She wasn't ready yet. But she's saying now, I need you to make love to me. I'm ready. So it turns out all she really needed to turn her on was a little cat fight in the parking lot. So they undress each other down to their undies. And Alice says, I've always loved looking at your breasts. <laughs> okay. And Bella says, well, they're all yours now, baby. Feel free to touch them as much as you want. Okay. Oh, and then, oh, okay. Um, then Alice is eating Bella out. Oh, content warning, by the way. It's going gonna, it's gonna to start to get risky. Uh, so Bella's moaning and she's feeling things she didn't even know existed. Oh, her cold tongue inside of my overheated body was the best thing ever. Yuck. Why does it have to be a cold tongue? Oh, and then she comes and then, oh boy. And then Alice licks her out clean. This is, this is getting very R-rated. This is getting very R-rated. I know I scrolled ahead intentionally looking for this, but hot damn. So then Bella says she wants to repay the favor. She works her way down, starting from the nipples. Uh, she teased the sensitive buds. Okay. Okay. Ugh. And without any hesitation, Bella, Bella goes to town. And then she says, Alice moaned loudly at my ministrations. Ministrations? I don't know. I don't know about that. Ministrations. Uh, and then, and then the fingers come into it. Um, okay. And then, uh, okay. And then I guess it's over because Bella's yawning and she's like, better get some sleep. We've got our flight in the morning. Oh, and that, oh, okay. And, and that's, that's the last of the chapters I think I'll be reading. I think I'm done. There's four other chapters left. If you are interested in continuing this love story of Bella and Alice hating the fuckwad, uh, I encourage you to just go to fanfiction.net and search Visions of Love by Elman Starr. Great job, Elman. Um, I can't say I enjoyed it. Anything that ends with, with fingering is, you know, not something I really want to be reading again. But I did appreciate how much you hate Edwards. That was great. So this is just a little bonus episode. We'll be back to our regular programming Monday when the new episode comes out, looking at the end of New Moon, just a couple of chapters left. So much excitement about finishing that book. So much bloody excitement. We're also almost finished with 365 Days on the Patreon. So 365 Days is one of the craziest books I've ever read. Absolutely nutso. And I've said I've never really read fan fiction before, but of course I've read Fifty Shades, which is Twilight fan fiction. And I read 365 Days, which is, which is Fifty Shades fan fiction. So yeah, maybe I'm actually really well-versed in fan fiction, but if you're interested in hearing the 365 Days recaps, head over to patreon.com slash breakingdownbadbooks. There are new bonus episodes published every Friday, and you can get access to them for $3 a month for your own private exclusive RSS feed. If you have any other fanfic suggestions, send them through to me. If there's like a particularly good one, like if this is your thing and you know which ones are good and which ones suck, send a good one through to me because... I might be on board with fanfic. This might be like stirring something inside me. Like, like Elphaba says, something has changed within me. Something is not the same. Anyway, I'll see you next time. Bye. Send your burning thoughts, frustrations, and grievances on this latest chapter of this shitty book to breakingdownpod at gmail.com or on Twitter at podbreakingdown and Instagram at breakingdownbadbooks. 
You can visit www.breakingdownbadbooks.com for all the listen links, contact information, merch, and more. To support the show on Patreon and gain access to exclusive ad-free bonus episodes, visit patreon.com slash breakingdownbadbooks. Ratings and reviews on your preferred podcast platform are also a fun, free way to support the show. Breaking Down Bad Books is hosted by me, Nathan Brown, who you can follow on Instagram and Twitter at NathanBrown90. Thanks for listening and happy reading. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. The secret to visibly firmer, summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil. Clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dull, dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Rich yet never greasy, Andaria Algae Body Oil is formulated with sustainably sourced seaweed to help replenish the skin's moisture barrier and seven nourishing active botanical oils for results you can see and feel all over. The best part? It's signature scent. A blend of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. This all-natural scent is unforgettable. Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu dot com code GLOW.